to What We Like. We're your hosts, Cindy and Sonia. Join us each week as we discuss the world of adulting with some ratchet recap and buzz sessions. And be petty, because I have a petty spirit, so if my petty spirit is live, it will. I live my life unapologetically. I do. Hey, Sonia. Hey, Cindy. How are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm acclaimed goodness. So I'm good. How are you? Uh, there you go. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna do the same. I'm a I'm a claim goodness. Although I am still sleepy from um Last babysitting. <laughs> I am still sleepy. Like I know. I, I gotta get I gotta get my life together because and then and then last night I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go to bed early. So I started preparing to go to bed like 9 30, 10 o'clock. You know what time I finally went to sleep? What time? 2 a.m. What? 2 a.m. I do that yes. sometimes. I was I, I would be oh like, okay, goodness. I'm going to bed, but then it ends up being like one or two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I'm 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 gonna try it again tonight <laughs> and see if I can if I can go to bed early. So we'll we'll see how that works out. Okay. But, well, so, for car chatter, I was wondering, did you see, and I know I put it on our page, about the six-year-old girl who was arrested because she had a basically a temper tantrum at school, and I guess the principal or whatever called the authorities, and, you know, they came and arrested her. Not only was she arrested... Um, she was fingerprinted and taken to the juvenile detention center. I did see that. I don't, that, so I read the story and at first they said that this, the school police officer, um, he, uh, it actually was a six year old and an eight year old. Right. Separate incidents, but both of them were, um, arrested. They said, Initially in the story that the school said, well, the six-year-old wasn't taken away from the school. You know, she was still there at the school, but he did come, you know, to arrest her or whatever. But the grandmother said all of that is untrue. She said the school called her after the fact and told her that the, the child had been taken to the juvenile center and when she got there, she had already been fingerprinted and all of this wow. nonsense. And to me, I mean, I've seen some children who people label finger quote bad or whatever. Like that little girl is bad or that little boy is bad. But I still can't see how an adult would arrest a six-year-old. Like I just, I, I just can't see what a six-year-old could be doing that you could arrest a six-year-old in good conscience. 
Right. And you just felt okay doing it. And if I remember correctly, they said the child kicked a teacher. Is that right? Yeah. So I think that's that. Yeah. Not that that is right, but I kids do that when they throw tantrums. So I'm like, I had that never happened at that school before. And then the other thing, and the other thing was, it was also said that the child had, there's something going on with the child. I don't want to say that there's a disability or anything like that, but there was something going on with the child that she needed to be medicated. And I think they were still trying to get dosage maybe and that all together. So it wasn't just that, okay, she's a bad child. We're going to discipline her. Even if that was the case, it went way too far. But then I think with this particular child, the six-year-old, there were also extenuating circumstances that really, it's just crazy. It, it was. It was just crazy. So the grandmother said the little girl has sleep apnea. And so, you know, when you have sleep deprivation, that causes you to act out even adults it it affects you in a lot of different ways when you don't get enough sleep at night because you're oxygen oxygen deprived you know so she was like they're still trying to figure something out because she's so young to have sleep apnea yeah you know so but even if she had no medical condition right like you mean to tell me that this is the first time that the school has dealt with an unruly child? So there was nobody there that was experienced, like the school counselor or somebody who would know how to calm this child down or enough that you could get the grandmother there and, you know, give, give the grandmother enough time? Like there was no other situations. That you could do. Worst case, you suspend the child. Anything beyond that, that's that's an issue. Right. And this was in Florida. So, you know, as Charlemagne the God says, the craziest people come from <laughs> the state of Florida. Oh, yes. Like, it's just, like, I just couldn't believe that, that there was nothing, nothing else that they could do. And that this grown man felt okay. Like you don't have grandkids or kids that you look at this child and say, you know what? I wouldn't want anybody to treat my child like that. And, and and what I think of further is how is an incident like that going to affect this child? Right. Like how much more is that going to harm her mentally? Because if I, I'm a grown woman and being arrested, would leave a lasting effect on me. Imagine a six-year-old, how scared she was and what she could have been thinking if her grandmother wasn't there, no adults were there, but this man who is arresting her. Like, what? how, yeah. That, I, if I was the grandmother, I'd be furious too. Yeah, and the, like, the guy, yeah. well, he definitely doesn't need to be a resource officer or anywhere near kids, but he was immediately suspended and i saw maybe this morning or yesterday i'm not sure he was he's been fired oh well he can always get it and that's what always happens he could get a job somewhere else he will definitely get a job some somewhere else but we would hope that it's not with kids yeah maybe not with kids and maybe this will help him to think twice about how that happened because they said that if they're going to arrest a child under 12, they're supposed to call and get a supervisor's approval. 
And he didn't do that. Okay. So um, he just took it upon himself to, you know, do that. So, yeah, hopefully this will work out and maybe they can get the child some counseling or something. Yeah. So that it won't make it worse. But anyway, just thought we should talk about that. So I guess now we can jump right into this week's topic, which is... I'm sure you saw the video with Fantasia from The Breakfast Club. I did. And and she was discussing submitting to your husband and letting him lead the household and, you know, that kind of thing. So what did you think about her and the little snippet that everybody had on, you know, different social media pages? can say I agree with with what she's saying and I will also say that for a very long time I had a problem with the word submissive because for me I took that to also mean weakness so I you know I used to champion the fact that no I'm not submitting to anyone why why would I need to submit so I, yeah I used to have a problem with the word but <laughs> I understand what she was saying and I actually uh, agree with her. And and it's also, and she made a point, like you're not submitting to or following someone if they're not doing what they're supposed to do. But if it's someone right. who is living how they're supposed to live, doing what they're supposed to do, as far as where you are morally and ethically, then yeah, and then uh, another important point that she made that I was happy to hear that you know one doesn't work without the other. You know, and she said, "Yes, I submit to my husband, but it's not that he rules me or tells me what to do or tells me how we're gonna spend the money or where we're gonna go or what we're gonna eat. It's it's none of that. It's it's like a partnership. She's t- letting letting him right. take the lead, but then the point that she made is he's the head and I'm the neck. One doesn't work with, without the other." He needs me, I need him. Right. And that's how we function. That part, I can right. get with that part. I agree with, I understand completely where she's coming from. What about you? Right. I I, I agreed with what she was saying. I think um, we as women, a lot of times the word is misused. And so it's been misused so much until it seems like a bad thing. If a woman says, she submits or she's submissive, then it's, it's a bad thing. And I don't, and I agree with what she was saying that, you know, you, this is my thing. I feel like in every situation, there's a leader and it doesn't mean that like at work, we have a leader just because somebody has to, you know, control the ship, but all of us play a part in getting it done. You know, so just because she's the leader doesn't mean that she can't, you know, my supervisor, she can't talk to us about um, things or whatever. And that's how I feel like a relationship. Somebody's got to lead us, but it doesn't mean that I don't play a part in this relationship, you know, or I'm just standing by saying, what do you think? Oh, no, I don't have an input. Whatever you say, I think. Her, her analogy about the neck and the head was dead on because you both need each other to make things function, you know? So I, I thought it was really good. Yeah. I th- agree with her even more 
that it's a generational thing. Yes. So I think younger millennial types probably see it more like, I don't need a man. I can do blah, blah, blah. And no one's saying that you need, um, that you have to have a man to function. But when you do, it's okay to let him lead. But I think that that's a younger thing where we, because I was really surprised that she came out with that. Cause I still feel like she's in that age group where, you know, I I can do everything and I leave my household or whatever, especially because I guess she, I don't know. I felt like she came across that way or something, but she acknowledged so was really she surprised. was that way. She acknowledged that okay. she was that person. And also maybe because too, she had to take care of her family and she was taking care of her family. When she met him, she was doing everything. And she said that he pretty much like said, Oh no, wait a minute. And just kind of showed her, taught her. And, and she also said she just watched him and how he maneuvered right. and the things that he did. And then she was like, Oh, okay. And so she said now some of the stuff that he does, she just started naturally doing those things and and she they're in a better place because of it. She acknowledged that she was that person and she didn't see herself as being the submissive one until she met him. I agree with you in that it's like at work. You have a manager and your manager is kind of directing the ship. But also, the it wouldn't be successful if the people that report to the manager is not there. And in my experience, right. there are some things that the manager is going to yield to you because you are better at it than the manager. And that's right. I feel like that's the same thing in relationships. Yeah. There are some things in relationships where your partner is going to yield to you and, and maybe certain things that you're going to yield to your partner because yeah. you may do that thing better or know better about a particular thing. Yeah. And that's how it should be. And I think the analogy that she made about it being, he's the head and I'm the neck and we that's how we work together. Right, right. And I think looking at it like her analogy or even the work analogy, um, every like you were saying, I think everybody has roles. You know, like you have roles that you play in a relationship. And I think for different, it doesn't look and act the same for every single relationship. But yes. I think every single relationship in order to work properly has to have a lead you know someone who leads doesn't mean if I I used to think that if I let someone lead then that would mean I'm yielding my opinion (laughs) and my ability to I agree you know do what I may want to do in the relationship but I think it's just the opposite when you let someone lead and you work together yes. on situations, then your input does matter, you know, if it's functioning like it's supposed to function. So, yeah, I I used to have a totally different view of submission when I was much younger. 
but um, I met a lady who was like a mentor and she explained almost like the video that came out later where Fantasia and her husband are talking and how her husband basically was saying, you know, it's like a beautiful dance or whatever. This lady that was my mentor years and years ago, she explained that to me, that if you're being submissive, it can be beautiful. It's not this ugly, right. like he's taking over, he's going to run thing kind of thing. It can it can bring beauty and balance to a relationship. So I I learned that. But, you know, once you've been by yourself and, you know, for me having children and being a single mom for a while, that kind of in the beginning when I did get into a relationship, it was kind of hard to go from. Up, oh, I'm doing everything myself. I'm taking care of myself. I'm responsible for these other younger people to going to, okay, you can take over and you can lead us. And, you know, some of the times I would come in like, wait a minute, uh-uh, that's not how I do it. You know, yes. and I had to learn that, okay, you, it's okay to relinquish a little that doesn't make me a bad person. And and a word that you use that I used to, we, the main thing that I thought like, okay, if I give in, then that means I'm being weak. And I don't, I don't want to come across that way, nor do I feel like that's who I am. So I thought, okay, he comes in and he's taking over and I'm just, you know, relinquishing duties and things that I do. And it, I'm weak now, you know, but now I know better. And again, like we always say, I think age and maturity brings so much wisdom. You know, I, yeah. I think back on all the stuff that I know, and I'm not saying I know everything, but just the stuff that I know, if I knew it even in my 30s, if I knew some of this stuff, my life would be a lot different. <laughs> Yeah, but I I think I think that's I think age, you know, plays a part in how we look at it, you know, look at it too. So yeah, and she um she said one other thing when she said, well, I don't want to go into it, but basically she was saying, you know, it's a generational curse, and I think a lot of it has to do with even going back to like. Um, when welfare and all of that first came out and the women could get welfare, but no man could be in the house. So the woman kind of had to run everything. I think that's kind of where some of the mentality comes from that we've had to, or even single moms now, you know, having to do so much to like I was saying. So by the time a man comes along, you like, oh, you're not going to tell me because I've been running this ship for, you know, X amount of time. You're not going to come in and start telling me what to do and lead me. I'm strong, you know, and something I really hate that we all say, I'm a strong black woman. I don't need, I, I absolutely hate when I hear people saying that. Like I just, I, again, we don't hear, you know, 
Asian women saying, I'm a strong Asian woman, or you don't hear white women, white women saying, I'm a strong white woman. Like it just, we, we don't have to be, we can let go. It's okay. We can let go. But I understand where that comes from. I really do. I understand where that comes from. So, but I thought she, I was really surprised that came from Fantasia. Like, I was like, oh, look at Tay Tay growing up. <laughs> I I thought it was really good to hear from a younger person. Um, and maybe she will change a few minds because you know, people respect her. She has a really big fan base. So, um, but I, I agreed with her wholeheartedly. Like I, I think she was spot on. And even on the video with her husband, after he kind of co-signed it and, you know, whatever, wrapped it up and put a bow on it. I, I agreed with everything that, that she said. I thought it was really good. So it was it was good. Okay, so now we can wrap that up and go into Ratchet Recap. Real Housewives of Potomac, the reunion show. <laughs> Watching all of them talk about basically Michael, it, it's looking more and more like it's true that Michael's been touching more than one person. Um, because they all felt that way. Even Monique, who was, you know, defending Ashley, but she was like, you know, I have heard that, you know, that stuff or whatever. It was just hard to watch Ashley, though. Like, I, I was trying to put myself in her place. How long would I be able to defend or would I defend him in the end and then go home and be like, are you gay or what, you know, or how would I handle that? Because it just seems like there was so much. And, you know, she, she may be doing that. She may be doing that at home. I think mostly at this point, she's on national TV yeah. and she's probably trying to save face. At home, it could be a different situation. It could be a different conversation or maybe there's no conversation at all. Yeah. And they're they're just there. But it it was hard because it came across that she Oblivious. was just completely yes <laughs> to the whole situation. Yeah, because she and, part of the time she was looking like deer in a headlight. Like, what? Yes. Like what? And you know, this is a reunion, so you gotta know everything is gonna come out. Now and I think I said in one of the other one of our other uh recaps was that Giselle is saying, hey, the people in the streets are asking me this and asking me that. What do I say? And I was like, well, it's, it's none of your business in theirs either. Right. But Giselle brought up a point because Ashley kept saying, but you're my friend. And Giselle said, okay, but Ashley, let's be clear. I came to you offline and I was like, okay, you know, away with the, the TV, the cameras and all of that. You give me my talking points. Right. So when it's brought up and people are asking questions, I know what to say. Right. Well, I feel like, well, yeah, if if Giselle did that, and when Giselle said that, Ashley didn't say, no, you didn't. Right. Well, I feel like Giselle was, okay, she was being a friend to you, and she was saying, hey, what do you want me to say? The other part of it, I think that by now, 
they know Giselle is messy. Like right. she she's like that's just her. I mean I don't I'm not gonna say that she wasn't Ashley's friend, but she's she's messy boots. Yeah, it's it seems like the only person she's not super messy with is Robin. Everybody else can get right. it, you know. But Robin is off limits to her, and I feel like that's like a true relationship in her mind. But everybody else can get it. And I think it. the other ladies are just pretty much associates. Right, right. But what happened with Candace and Monique? I don't know, but their little friendship derailed and just didn't get back on the tracks. Like, Okay, so let me tell you my funny with them. First, let me say this before I go to that. I hate when they argue to the point where they're talking over each other and I can't understand a word that anybody's saying. And I have to keep rewinding and say, what did you say? What's right. Like, come on, ladies. Right. Can we, I mean, go ahead. Like, go at each other, throw the shade, but do it one at a time. Right, because like, if, if, I'm using, if I'm using my good shade for you, I want at least people to hear it, so I'm gonna let you say your stuff, and then when you fi- you finish, oh, you finish, oh, okay, right. now I can. And then say. you get your rundown, right? No, so I had one with, cause Candace, it was Candace and Ashley, then it was Candace and Monique, but with Candace and Ashley, I'm like, Candace's mom was just sitting there the whole while, she just didn't say anything, and I felt like, okay, are you gonna tell your daughter just like, okay, come on, that's enough, just right. She didn't say anything. But her mom I thought is that messy was a little though. off. <laughs> yeah, she is messy too. I thought that one was off. But then the other was, the funny was when they showed a clip where Candace was saying something about ghetto behavior or hood behavior or something along those lines. And Andy said, so you didn't have any hood-like behavior right. this season. <laughs> right. I was like, go ahead, Andy. Andy be throwing shade, though. You know. He does. He be throwing shade. And how shade. about Candace? This is where her youth and ignorance showed. She says, well, I, I, I had some uncouth behavior or something like that. And she said, because I'm not from the ghetto. And uh, Monique said, "I'm hood and I'm proud of like I don't have I don't have a problem with it." And she said, "Well, that's you. I grew up in a country club community." Uh, Listen, yeah, no, 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 because she was with with that whole incident when they her and Ashley were arguing at her condo. She was getting straight hood with the knife and all of that. Like, she was getting straight hood. So, that didn't seem nothing like, oh, I grew up in a country club. Let's be clear. Everybody got a little hood in them. Like, stop it. You you, you got some hood in you. And so what you grew up in a country club? You still act a hot mess. Yeah, she's just, I don't know. I For some reason, I'm not very fond of Candace. Like, she's just, she's too immature for me. Like, she's just too immature for me. I'm not very fond of her. She just comes across like she's trying to be somebody. Like, she never seems authentic to me. She always comes across that she's trying to be classy or she's trying to be, just trying to be and just not just being herself. And maybe that's who she is. Maybe that's 
that's her personality, but it just comes across that she's always trying to be, you know, like be whatever, like a chameleon, just be whatever, or I'm being classy today, or, you know, I come from this and showing that. And, you know, I, it's, it's exhausting for me. Like, and that may be who she is, but it's just exhausting. And for some reason, during the last, um, the last reunion show, Robin rubbed me wrong. I don't know what it was. It was something that she said to either Monique or Ashley or something. Something she said just rubbed me wrong. Like I felt like she tried to be messy, like throw it out there and then watch the dogs fight. You know, like she just tossed something out there and then she just lets other people and then she just stands back like, what? I didn't, all I said was that Michael said he didn't mind, you know, first off, I don't know. I just thought her, Giselle and Ashley were close. And some of the things that uh, Robin was saying, I felt like, you know, I don't know. And I know this is for TV, but I felt like that's something between me and my girlfriend. Like if I heard something about your significant other, I'm not going to go to everybody else in our crew and say, did y'all hear about what, you know, boyfriend did? But that's what Ashley said. You guys were supposed to be my friends. Yeah, so like, I would come why? to you and be like, girl, come over. We need some wine. Uh, we got to talk. And then I would spill it to you slowly, like, yeah, over her boyfriend saying this, that, and the other. But... I don't know that I would ever mention it to the rest of the crew until you brought it out to the... Now, if you brought it up right. to the rest of the crew, we hanging out and you say, did y'all hear blah, 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 then that's my cue from you that it's okay to talk about it. But I'm not going to talk about that to nobody until I've talked, till I've spoken to you about it. That's, you know... Yeah, and, and that's where I think at uh, Robin and Giselle, you know, kind of left her out there, especially knowing how the other ladies, you know, her and Monique are back friends, but it's still kind of, you know, it's a little touchy there, and her and Candace don't get along, especially, I don't know, I just felt like talking about talking about it while she wasn't there, and then Giselle was like, oh well, I was just. You know, saying we should talk, wait till Ashley gets here. And she was kind of saying that, but she was kind of being messy boots, though, too. You know. Oh, she was true to her nature. But speaking of Giselle, one more thing that I have on that, which I was very yes. surprised to hear, that she is dating her yeah. ex. Yeah. Now it all makes sense because last week, I think she was on Watch What Happens Live and something came out about, I guess, rumors about he and Phaedra. Right. And then Giselle said something and then Phaedra said something. And I was like, okay, why are we talking about right. this? But now I yep. know he's back with her. Yeah. And you know, he is the pastor at Newburgh yeah. now. Yeah. So... Yeah. How is that going to work out? <laughs> okay. That new birth is in um um Texas is 
It's no, it's in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Because the reason why I said Texas is because I was listening to the Ricky Smiley show, and he had to pat. He was talking to a pastor about you know um, taking donations for the people in the Bahamas in the Caribbeans who were affected by the storm. And he was saying Pastor Jamal Bryant was down there, was there. And if people wanted to make donations to go to that church. And so I just assumed in my mind that he was in tech, that he was talking about a new birth in Texas or something. Eddie Long. Right. He passed away. And sometime after that, uh, Jamal Bryant. Was uh, pointed the pastor. Okay, I was like, new birth. Maybe there's a new birth in Texas, and he, you know, went to Texas. But maybe he was just down there because of, you know, all of the donations. Yeah, and I, I don't remember where he was living before. Yeah, taking over that church. So maybe he still has some affiliation to to his former. Yeah. So yeah, but that was a surprise. That was, that was a surprise, but. You know, if if that makes her happy and she can, I was going to say maybe it'll make her, uh, you know, a happier person. And in turn, she won't be so messy. But she confirmed that this has been going on for about a year. And so she's, she's yes. still messy. So obviously, you know, he needs to come to town more. He needs to spend more time with us. <laughs> she's still messy. Like, just messy like and some of her messiness is like that click before vindictive you know like some of it is like right right that what that almost stung you know like that yeah it's just not nice you know i mean everybody has some messiness sometimes but some of her stuff is like wow you you didn't know that was gonna hurt her feelings or you know whatever so, and then her and Karen's little back and forth is just crazy. I don't even know if they they really friends. <laughs> they have an odd, yeah, they have an odd friend. <laughs> yes, they do have an odd friendship. Well, that will wrap it up for this week's episode, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at What We Like. Make sure that you guys are doing what you like this week. Because we'll definitely be doing what we like. Bye. Bye.